The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Tom Hodson has a passion for mentoring. He has led dual careers in law and journalism and is now director and general manager of the WOUB Center for Public Media at Ohio University. Whether in the courtroom or the classroom, Tom shares the importance of mentoring in his life and the tools to make it work for you. Tom, I want to start by asking how important mentors were in your life when you were growing up, when you were starting, maybe thinking about becoming an attorney. They they were important in in several ways. I had and <laughs> they weren't always the best examples, right? But they, but they were important. Yeah. I had uh, when I was in high school and thought about going into journalism. I actually had an editor uh, who hired me and gave me great opportunity. Uh, and uh, but when he edited my copy in the old days, where you had to do it pencil and on paper. Uh, he took out a fifth of whiskey. <laughs> oh, geez. This is going to take a while. <laughs> but it was an incredible learning experience for me, both how to deal with him, but also he was an incredible editor. Uh, his drinking didn't impact that. So uh, he was a mentor in how to write, not necessarily how to live. Mm-hmm. Uh but then I, I got to college, and some professors were were real important to me. Uh, Ralph Izzard, Dr. Ralph Izzard, who's still here mm-hmm. uh, and long since retired, uh, he uh, took me under his wing and, and helped me uh, through. And uh, a couple of other professors on campus in, in different areas in, in political science as well as in journalism really helped me through. Uh, one of them, Dr. Arthur Marinelli, I used to argue with constantly. Um, he uh, still gave me an A, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. And then um, locally, I, I observed when I worked at the Post at the university. I observed uh, Bill Lavelle, who was a local attorney. And uh, got to watch him. And then when he was, uh, when I was in law school at Ohio State, he uh, became the chairman of the state Democratic Party. And so he hired me uh, as a part time job while I was in law school and uh, ended up uh, inviting me to come to Athens uh, to, to work after I was finished. Were you hungry for this sort of leadership and this sort of guidance, or how did you form these connections with professors and things like that? I think I was because I was the first college graduate in my family, and um, my my father worked in the agriculture business, so he, there wasn't any similarity to to what he did. And my mom at that time was a stay at home mom and and my sister was a stay-at-home mom so I really didn't have any close family examples to look to and so I had to look out outside for uh, at least professional inspiration so you have this great passion for mentoring and it seems like it's probably 
from from conversations we've had that it's gone on for a very very long time for for you to be a mentor and, and loving that aspect. Where did that passion come from then? I think it it came from sort of uh, paying back uh, mm-hmm. for all the help that that I received. Uh, and I would when I was judge. Uh, I would look for students who were interested in law, and I brought them into uh, help. Uh, one was Dr. Jeffrey DeBelco, who's now the head of the environmental science program here at Ohio University. Nice that he could help you, right? <laughs> he interned with me when he was an undergrad uh, and, and when I was a common pleas judge. But I started then, and then um, when I was uh, – when I was judge, I also taught on an adjunct basis and so I could uh, sort of help some young journalists learn about how covering – how to cover courts and that's sort of how I started. Uh, and and I would get people who were eager and, and anxious and, and, and really ready to work and I would see them as an opportunity to, to give back. So mentorship – um, it is a, it's a hot word. Like that's what that's what it seems like people are looking for. Like they like mentors. They like to learn. Um, it seems to me, especially the college generation of kids, um, just from the people who've reached out for me t- to me. But um, I'm wondering if we can take a little step back and you can maybe define for you what mentoring actually means. You know, it seems like a way to give kindness. Without necessarily, you know, you, you're giving kindness through your time, perhaps not your money so much. But can you define for for people what that word actually means to you? I think it is uh, giving assistance to someone on an ongoing basis. Now, um, let me go back and and dig a little deeper on that. Assistance is not always. Uh, being positive. It's not always saying, oh, you did a great mm-hmm. job and oh, you're just so wonderful. Uh, they get that enough from <laughs> other places. Uh, sometimes it's saying, you know, you're more talented than this. You you could do a whole lot better. Or um, – that's just not up to your capabilities. You know what's wrong? What's going on with you? Uh, so sometimes it's it's giving a, a negative feedback kindly, as mm-hmm. opposed to always giving them uh, praise. But the other thing I think, and I don't know how to work this into the definition, but it's motivating people. It's motivating young people. Some of them come here and to the university and they don't know how good they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them think they're better than they are mm-hmm. uh, and you can mentor them by bringing them back to earth and sort of rebuilding them. Uh, some of them come with incredible ambition but incredibly insecure uh, and so you have to really tailor the relationship to the person that you're trying to mentor. And it's a two-way street. You can't mentor somebody that doesn't want to be. Right. Yeah, they have right. to they have to 
say whether it's verbal or nonverbal, they have to give you the indication that, yeah, that they want it. So much of what you're saying kind of reminds me of conversations I've had with my husband. So he's a basketball coach right. here at Ohio University. And um, it's interesting because he'll tell me that different kids are motivated by different things. Some of them really need him to get into their face and say, you are not living up to your potential. You can do better than you're showing me. You know, show me more of an effort because I know you've got it in you. And then other students who are on his team need to be told, you're doing a great job. You know, like they, they need to be uncovered in that way. So it's sometimes you call people to the carpet and sometimes you you say, hey, give yourself a break, man. You're, you're doing yeah. all right. Well, everybody comes to the university with a different package, just whether it's basketball or whether it's journalism or, right. or communication. Uh, I, I look for some traits though. I look for an incredible work ethic. Before you agree to mentor someone. Well, yeah. I, I sort of scope them out. Okay. And, and if I see a, an incredible work ethic, I can help develop talent. Mm. If if I see um, somebody is incredibly curious, which is uh, part of being a journalist, then I can help them with the mechanics of journalism. Mm -hmm. But I can't instill curiosity mm -hmm. into somebody. They have to come with a, a set of tools that are malleable to, so that you can help mold them right. uh, to, to get them – to a further level. If, if they don't come with the tools, then I, I just can't do it. Or if they're not willing to work, mm -hmm. then I can't do it. Yeah. One of the things that, that I've always tried to do over, over the years is to establish credibility with the young person I'm trying to mentor. Because if you um, – don't have that credibility, then they'll start second guessing you and go, oh, yeah. "What? What does he know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he's older, and yeah, what does he know? Yep. So I always tried to do the same work that I asked them to do. Uh, for example, one of my uh, dear friends now and was a former student, Tony Castricone, who's the voice of the. Washington Huskies football and and basketball now quite a quite a plum in the mm -hmm. in the broadcasting world. Uh, he he went out to to WATH and WXTQ and and uh, started doing some games of the week and, and things like that. So I started doing them as well, and I started doing them with him. I was going to say with him, with or? him, and sometimes okay. separate from him. Okay. But he could see that I was doing th the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I then started doing play-by-play uh, -play on women's basketball. And that inspired a, a couple of students because they saw that I wasn't just sitting behind a desk mm -hmm. or I wasn't just an academic that uh, poured over research papers, that I had an academic side to me, but I was also out there doing things. So when I said – when I would text them, slow down, <laughs> yep. enunciate, it had more credibility mm -hmm. than, than if I had said, well, the research says that you should. <laughs> right. But I imagine they felt very supported and loved by the fact that you 
were even listening to their content or reading their content, you know, to, to oh, get. I've spent so many hours listening to tapes or or reading uh, reading news articles, uh, uh, but it, it's it's part of what mentoring is. It's going beyond the classroom and 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 helping them out. We'll get back to our conversation with Tom in a moment, but first, today's kindness call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hey, Kindness Podcast. This is Beth Kern. I'm from New Berlin, Wisconsin, but right now I'm in Chicago Heights, Illinois. And my story is as follows. My wonderful client today took me for a bowl of soup at a local place. And on our way there, she stopped her car, pulled into a driveway to help this elderly lady bring back her garbage bins from a very icy road. The lady was in her 80s, had a cane, the whole thing. And my client went out of her way to help this wonderful, dear-hearted old lady put back her um, trash bins and walk her safely back to her car. And then we hopped back in our car and drove off. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. So why do it other than this, than this pay it forward business? Like why why do it? What do you get out of it? I get I get an incredible satisfaction in seeing a young person reach their potential mm-hmm. and starting from a place where they didn't know whether they could do it uh, to a place where they're excelling at at doing it. Now, it's their talent. It's their work. It's not mine. But just giving me a feeling that that I had a part of that mm-hmm. makes me feel really good. An example, um, Allie LaForce. I was so hoping you were going to talk about Allie. Yeah, Allie, <laughs> uh, now with Fox Sports, was with CBS uh, Sports for – a number of years and did uh, the SEC sideline reporting, uh, does in uh, does NBA basketball, does college basketball at, at, at the Final Four and, and so forth. Uh, she was on the women's basketball team when I was uh, doing the play-by-play. I could tell she was bright. She was incredibly intelligent. Uh, she was a walk-on. She wasn't playing. She was frustrated, uh, and after I think it was two years, coach said, "Would you mind talking to her? Because I don't know what I can do with her." How did he know you? She. she, she we know? just had discussions, and I think she knew mm-hmm. I was in in broadcasting, obviously, and so yeah. uh, so. I talked with Allie and said, "Look, you know, you're 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 not going to play. You're just not. So why not use the rest of your time at the university? You can always stay with athletics if you broadcast. Mm. If athletics are your passion, you can always stay with athletics, no matter how old you get, as long as you broadcast." So we talked about that. I. Helped her uh, get into the Honors Tutorial College. She uh, wrote her, her thesis. She graduated early. She had, I believe, wow. almost a perfect uh, GPA, if not a perfect uh, GPA. 
I didn't create that, but I helped guide her a little bit. And she spent a summer doing the uh, uh, Copperheads baseball here in, in Athens. And uh, she would have me listen to her broadcasts and text her what she needed to, to, to do mm-hmm. and how she needed to, to, to do, do things differently. You know, so it was getting somebody on the right path. And that just uh, – I just feel wonderful when that happens. Well, and it's life-changing. I can tell you from the other side of that, from a person who was on the side like an alley side, I was in college and I was going to be a business major. I wanted to go into international business. And uh, by about my sophomore year, I realized that I'm terrible at math. (laughs) (laughs) And funny, you need math to get into the business school. So I went into the guidance counselor at the University of Wisconsin, big school. And I I basically was in tears and I kind of just showed her my, my, I mean, you know, show her my grades and, and the classes I've been taking and I just kind of looked at her like, well, what do we do now? Like, how are you how are you going to get me in the business school, lady? You know, <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, Nicole, have you ever thought about being a TV anchor? And I said, what? Like, no, no, yeah, of course, right, I've never right, thought right. about that. I'm going into the business school. And um, she said, I really think you should consider journalism and um, and either print journalism or television journalism or radio or something and from that moment on, you know, it was like I found my sweet spot. I found those professors who were willing to help me get internships. I was able to help, help, help find those people who were able to uh, to mentor. And it definitely changed for me the path of my life. Yeah. Well, it, we have a house full of mentors. Uh, my, my wife was the assistant dean of the Honors Tutorial College here at Ohio University for 11 years. And uh, she has students all over the world that are still getting in, in touch with her because the same thing. She and I talked uh, about this when I knew I was coming here. And, and it's finding that sweet spot with the student. And, boy, they come in sometimes really rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But if you can see some potential there, if you can see some spark something that you can ignite, then when you do that and they succeed, it's just the best feeling in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure that uh, they're thankful for the kindness that that is extended with a a mentorship. But as I said, it's not always (laughs) pleasant. Nope, not always rosy. But at the same time, uh, the end result is, uh, you know, there's not hardly a month goes by that I don't get something mm-hmm. uh, from one of my former students or they reach out and tell me how they're doing or uh, ask me if they can uh, take this next step. I mean, mm-hmm. you become a career counselor forever. Uh, forever for life. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I had a young man who was doing minor league baseball and he – uh, got an offer to do a corporate job at, at IMG, which is the big college uh, broadcasting agency, and he, he was debating what he wanted to do. And so we we had to talk through, you know, do you want to live the life of a vagabond with your suitcase always packed and go from town to town to town? Yep. Or in your 30s, do you want to settle down and 
have what most people would call a normal life, yeah. and you have to help them weigh those 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 things, the pluses and minuses of of career moves. I've done that so many times. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are going to be people who are listening kind of on both ends of the spectrum who say, boy, I really would love to have a mentor. I would love someone who could kind of guide me and walk me along that that career path. And then I know that there are people on the other side who are listening who are saying, you know what, I've never mentored someone before. I really feel like I have some wisdom now to give someone else. What advice do you have for both of those sides to connect with each other? I think from the side of the person who wants a mentor, they need to look at somebody who's respected in their field. Uh, if it's if they want to be mentored on a professional level, and you know, work with that person. Uh, just as an example, I do a lot with sports broadcasters, and so uh, Chuck Swirsky, who's the voice of the Chicago Bulls, is an alum, and. Uh, if I send a student to him, he'll listen to their tapes mm-hmm. and, and give back to them. So, so they have to say, who in my field do I respect? And who in my field could I have a relationship mm-hmm. with? And then make themselves available mm-hmm. and, and go in and have enough um, guts, I guess, to, to just say, hey, I need some help. Can you help me right. uh, beyond the classroom? Now – from the mentor uh, side, you can't make this happen. I, I don't know about uh, your husband or you, but you know I've tried to mentor some people and uh, it's failed mm-hmm. uh, because you have to have that connection. You have to either see some of yourself in in the person. <laughs> Or have some kind of connection that you can think that you can be successful. Mm-hmm. You can't just mentor everyone. Right. And there's always not a good fit. Right. But the thing is, if there isn't a good fit, you've got to be honest. You have mm-hmm. to be kind to the person and say, you know, this isn't working for you. It's not working for me. It's not the best that you could get. I could suggest two or three other people mm-hmm. that you might want to talk with mm-hmm. and and get them on a, another track. Too often, though, we just let things go and, and then it ends up being a, not a satisfying relationship with anyone. Right. It's a time suck at that point. Yeah. I would challenge people that if they are – saying to themselves, I would really I would really like to mentor someone, that you start looking at the people you interact with every day because there may be someone in your office who is not a college student but certainly would love to have lunch with you and and to Well beyond students, yes. I would I would agree. And and I've done a, a lot over the years of seeing people in organizations that I've been involved with or headed that I think are underutilized. Mm-hmm. Their, their talents are are wasted, and sometimes they don't have the 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 self confidence to move to a, a different level. So you can help them with do that by pushing them along yeah. or giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to succeed mm-hmm. and excel. Now that's not the the one on one mentorship necessarily that we've been talking about, but it's a form of mentorship where you see talent. You see people that uh, are wasted where they are, 
and give them an opportunity to succeed. Well, and Tom, I'll tell you, you know, I came in and did an interview with you and you said to me, what can I do to help you? You know, it was a it was a very much you were open and you just said, hey, what do you need from me? And um, and I kind of looked at you funny, I think. <laughs> you did. And then I Who said, this guy? I know, I said, well, I've always wanted to do a, I don't know, some sort of a radio segment thing. I thought it would be really neat to be able to inspire people through the airwaves. And you said, let's do a podcast. Absolutely. And so I thank you for that because no it's, it's that kind of even moment by moment mentorship that really um, sparks people to life and, and great kindness lives in that. So we we got to keep people moving forward that's and, right. and reaching their potential. And you were frustrated because you hadn't had that door open. Sometimes you just have to open the door and the person will walk right through it. Yeah. And that's, that's a wonderful feeling as well. Thank you so much, Tom, for everything and for talking with me today on The Kindness Podcast. Thank you for having me along. That was a conversation about mentoring with Director and General Manager of the WOUB Center for Public Media at Ohio University, Tom Hodson. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 